what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk to you today about purity and clean conscience and uh, your faith towards God. So we're going to dive into this today. Um, and I want to read to you from 1 John chapter 2. And it says here, I'm going to read, if you go down to the end of the chapter, um, uh, towards the end, it says verse 28, it says, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. Into the next chapter. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not, because it knew him not. And down in verse 3. Every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even as he is pure. You know, when we... Uh, uh, the number one thing that God requires of us is obedience. People are looking for, you see the blessings in the Old Testament and you see, you know, we're the seed of Abraham and we're blessed with Abraham. And people, I know for myself, there was always this feeling of like, what other things do I need to do to unlock this blessing? But really, it's hearing the voice of God and obeying the Lord. When you're living in obedience to God, when you're living out of the world of sin, living out of the world of, of uh, compromise, and you're obeying God, then you unlock the blessings. If you look at Deuteronomy 28 and uh, in the Amplified, it makes it so simple. You know, under the, on, under the old covenant, there were all the rituals and different things that you have to do. But now the Bible says love fulfills the whole law. So when you love, you're not going to murder. You're not going to steal. You're not going to bear false witness against your neighbor. You know, law, the law of love, walking in love. When you love God, you're going to, when you love God, you're going to quit the life of sin. Deuteronomy 28 says, if you will listen diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, being watchful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you heed the voice of the Lord your God. And then it goes on, blessed will you be in the city, blessed will you be in the field, and, and on down. The key is obedience. The key is uh, is living a life where you're not practicing sin. And that's something that our culture has to confront because in the church, there's been such a light. There's been such a, because there's the, you know, they would call them Bible thumpers, which I don't mind if you call me a Bible thumper. I think if you don't have the Bible, you, you're not going to make it in life. You're going to look back in a hundred years and say, I, my life was a total failure. So if that's about being a Bible thumper, then count me in on that. But, but people who everything was hellfire and brimstone and it was all scaring people into heaven. I think that's part of it. I mean, I want to avoid hell as much as I want to make heaven. (laughs) That's a good enough motivation for me. Hey, miss out on uh, the lake of fire. that, That sounds good. Let's whatever gets me out of there. I'm with it. Right. But because of that, because there's been a harshness and 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 no and people who didn't preach the love of God and the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. I think all, people have gone whole on the other side, and there's just been a light regard. Oh, everything's the grace of God. It is the grace of God. But then there's a light regard for sin, where people, you know, it's fine. The Lord's already pre-forgiven you, and and there's a there is a balance. God is a God of justice, but He's also a God of mercy. So justice is is us getting what we deserve, right? Justice is we did something wrong and then we get the payment of it. Mercy is where we don't get what we deserve. There's judgment due us and and God has mercy on us. And that's what Jesus Christ brings us. And and so for us, there's a, uh, um, the, to, to unlock the blessings of the Lord, there is required of us a life 
of purity. There's required of us a life of obeying the voice of the Lord your God. And you know, the, the freeing thing is, is if you can say, as much as I know, I'm obeying God. I'm not looking at the word and he says, you know, you guard your heart with all diligence and then I'm putting garbage in my heart and then I'm, you know, profane language and stuff's coming out and, and or I'm sleeping around or I'm in this sin or that sin. If you can say, I'm obeying God, I live a clean life. It gives you such a confidence towards God. I want to read another uh, verse here, and it's in, um, let me find the one I'm looking for, and it's in uh, Ephesians 3 verse 12. It says, in whom we have boldness and access, access with confidence by the faith of him. And then 1 John three twenty one. if you keep reading in 1 John, it says, if we go down to verse 21, it says, but beloved, if our heart condemn it, let me read verse 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You know, faith is a confidence towards God. Sin and the life of sin ruins your confidence towards God, steals that confidence from you where you go to believe the Lord for something. And then the enemy has ammunition to send in your direction to say, hey, you you can't believe God for that. You did this yesterday. You did this yesterday. So God's called us to a life of purity. And so I I want it to get into the the spirit of young believers and believers everywhere, that and, and young and old, that, that living a clean life before God is the number one key to victory in Jesus Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right, his way of doing things, his way of being in right standing with God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you live a life of purity, as much, and you can say, Lord, as much as I know, I am obeying you, then that says that we, then we have confidence. If our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. Sin and disobedience robs you of confidence with God. And God wants you to have confidence. That way, when you go in prayer to ask us to ask something, believe the Lord for finances, to believe the Lord to heal the sick, when you go and you press in in those areas, there's a confidence knowing that my life is pleasing to the Lord. There's no sin that's going to prevent me from doing that. And so you have to plan, especially young people. I mean, everybody, you have to plan to live a pure life. And so there's boundaries that have to be set up. One of the things that I see is, and it's really pride, but people who don't set up proper purity boundaries. And obviously we think of, uh, you, you know, you think of dating relationships and that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but there has to be a plan for purity. There has to be a, 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 a plan that you're going to make. You know, if you dealt with, if you, if there's people I talk to, people come out of pornography, there has to be a plan to not do it again. You can go up to the altar and answer the altar call, but then temptation comes and you don't, you need to know how to resist temptation. It's like if someone's going to go on a diet and lose weight, don't go sit at a bakery and do your, do your homework, do your computer work at a bakery. Like you're going to just make life harder on yourself. And so setting up boundaries, proper boundaries, are such a key. And so I want to talk a little bit about that, um, uh, proper boundaries in dating. And and uh, I would say everyone's a little bit different, but there are obviously things that we know from the Word of God are not right. Sex before marriage is unbiblical, and it's a sin. And and if you're gonna if you're gonna do this, there has to be if you're gonna if you're gonna live a pure life, you have to plan for purity. 
if you're going to get into a dating relationship and just figure it out as you go, that's not the way to do it. The Bible actually says two things. It says flee fornication, which means run hard in the other direction. And then it says make no provision for the flesh. So if you think about what a provision is, there's a store of provisions. So what you're doing is you're thinking ahead. Hey, for the next week, I'm going to need this. If you're going to go camping, if you're going to go on an adventure, you'd pack a bag of provisions, right? That's kind of the old English word that you would use. It pro is the, the, uh, the, the, the word pro, it means for, it's for, you're looking ahead for something. This is set aside for this pro vision. So it's for the vision. It's for what you're doing. Hey, I see that I'm going to be doing this and I need to do this. This is the suffix and the prefix, right? Prefix and suffix pro vision. So it's for what's coming up, right? So this is the provision. I've set this aside for this. Hey, we're having lunch, but I've, I've, I bought provisions for that, right? And uh, so make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So there has to be a preparation that in your planning, you are planning to not make, to not give the flesh wiggle room. There has to be a there has to be a plan in place. There has to be provision for the spirit and not for the flesh. If you just, oh, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm a self-controlled person. I don't believe that's good enough. You know, with, with, with the culture and the way it is where if you, if you get married and you're a virgin, like there's almost something wrong with you. That's the way people see it. I want to say if you get married and you're a virgin, there's something very right with you. That's, that's a blessing from the Lord. And, uh, so when you decide to live a life of purity, there has to be a plan. And so what I would recommend is if you're going into a dating relationship or if you're in a dating relationship, usually the guy, first of all, the guy is supposed to lead in these things. So I would, I would really, as a, as a woman, if you're, if you're a woman in a relationship or think about a relationship and this conversation hasn't come up on what we will do to stay pure and, and his commitments to you, that's a problem. Because there needs to be a plan of this is what I'm going to do. And so what I would recommend is that you that you draw up specific boundaries. We are we are dating. We'll, we will never make out. We won't lay down together. We won't when we watch a movie, we won't lay down on the couch together. There won't be snuggling front to back. We're not going to be alone in a room together. We're not going to be in a bedroom together. We're never going to sit on a bed together. If uh, we're always going to, if we're at someone's house, there's always going to be someone else there and they're not going to be sleeping. There needs to be a plan of how to stay pure. And for some people, you may even say, man, we're not even going to kiss before marriage. And, and I've more power to you if you do that. And, and, and then what you do is you take that it's written down clearly, and then it's signed before the Lord to say, God, this is our commitment to you that we're going to keep it pure. This is our commitment to each other that we're going to keep it pure. And it's signed and you both have a copy. And, uh, um, and, and then what this does for the man is if you're doing this and, and I would even encourage you, even if you're not in a relationship, write down your boundaries now so that when the relationship comes, you have them ready to go. And I'm not saying that on the first time you talk, you're like, Hey, you want to go out for coffee? I need to go over boundaries with you. I'm not saying you have to do it then. But it does need to come up uh, uh, at some point, not like, hey, we're engaged now, we should go over boundaries. Like there needs to be, there needs to be a time where this, this comes up and uh, that you can do this in advance. But then, but then for the guy, what this does is it builds confidence because it, it builds confidence 
toward, that for her in you as the guy. Because when you do this and you say, and you look her in the eyes and you say, I'm committing that I will not trespass these boundaries. These are boundaries I will not break. And you stick with that. It builds such a confidence in her that you are number one, uh, you are number one, a man of God. You are, you keep your word, number two, and it earns respect because it's, it's, it's taking responsibility for your life. And really what it's doing, one of the things the Lord showed me, and I know people love, the Lord can show you this is your wife, but you have to treat her until she is your wife. You have to treat her like she's somebody else's wife or she's a sister. And so you're not, you're not taking it, you're not leaving the relationship. Man, we went too far. We slept together and now I'm leaving the relationship. You, you, you have to protect her purity. You have to protect her purity. So if something happened and man, I didn't hear the Lord and this isn't the right thing. And if it, that, that you're not dealing with, man, I took something from her that I shouldn't have taken. I went too far. So that's number one, what it does for the guy. And then for the, and and so for the guy, it builds confidence. The woman builds, it builds confidence in her that you're a man of your word. Because what happens on the other end is if you don't stick with it, then she says he's not even trustworthy. Is he even a man of God? Is he trustworthy? And that same distrust that came because of that break, that breach of the boundaries, then what happens is all through the marriage, there's this lingering thing that the woman has to fight to think, well, he, you know, was dealing by a spirit of lust before. So maybe he could be dealing by with the spirit of lust now maybe he's looking at other women. If he's if he was not trustworthy in our dating time, how do I know he's being trustworthy now in his commitment to me? There's all, that trust goes, and then even when some a man says, "Hey, sweetie, we're going to do this. We're going to preach the gospel. God's told me this." There's always this thing where she's going to have to try to fight to get respect back for the man because that was destroyed before the marriage, and then obviously more than any of it. It's pleasing to God, both for the, the man and the woman. It's pleasing to God that when you stand at the altar and you say, I do, and I do, that you that you said, God, we did dating your way. We did dating your way. So I wanted this to be an encouragement that it can be done. It doesn't matter what the culture said. It doesn't matter uh, you know, what your past has been. It doesn't matter what, what it's been like in other relationships for you. There can be, it's not too late. It's not, oh, well. You know, if you're in a relationship where you've gone too far, then there needs to be accountability. You need to go to a spiritual leader and confess and bring it to the light. You know, sin has power in darkness. And so if you can go and bring it to the light and say, this is what we did. We're wanting to live, a, we're wanting to live clean before the Lord. Can you pray for us? And then the proper boundaries are set up. And so, so dating time is not a time where you try to get away with things. It's a time where you protect their purity, even if it means that the last month, I mean, I would recommend once you get engaged that you don't kiss, like just back it off because things accelerate so much. It's like in that time. So I know there's people already married and thinking, praise the Lord. It's part of this is done. Maybe some of you, you know, uh, are, are believing the Lord for a husband, believing the Lord for a wife, then have these things set in place beforehand. And then for women, you can tell it, you know, if you've written down your boundaries and you get a few dates in and he hasn't even talked about it and he's starting to make moves, then you can be like, yo, this is not a man of God. This is not a person that I can respect. I'm the one here ready for boundaries and he's ready for action. So, um, uh, Let's let's keep it pure. Let's please please the Lord. Let's finish the the race that God has for us. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.